Welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Sox. And I'm Lori Sox. And this is a very special episode. Very special episode. Liam turns 10. <laughs> okay, so we're laughing because this is this is a take two. Yeah, you know, we, we uh, are starting this podcast and kind of wondering uh, what we're going to give out to the world. And we realize that we just need, or Lori just <laughs> reminded me or that we need to just be ourselves and that's what we're going to give. As funny as it is, and the truth is there are no mistakes, because I feel like what we just did, we literally, we recorded our intro, and then About Stephen stopped it, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. and then Stephen stopped it, and he was like, what was that? And, and I explained that the whole very special episode reminded me of tonight on NCIS, it's a very a special, special episode. episode. Right. And it made me laugh, and he was like, well, you can't tell a joke that I don't get, and I was like... <laughs> That is who we are, and going back and trying to redo it perfectly, I think, really is a great intro to Liam Turns 10, because one of the things that I've learned in that 10 years is to just change what I can and accept, but just be in the moment as it is. So if I if What if we had the capability of raising oh. Liam, but what we could do was at That's any what point, this podcast I is. could just stop yeah. and then delete it and go, wait, wait, hold on. I didn't get that. And let's do over. Well, this is, that's kind of what this podcast that's is, is saying. that we can, we can get here and now we can go, okay, we're going to pause. And now let me tell you what I learned. So maybe, maybe we can't go back and avoid a certain challenge or have the right verbiage or know the knowledge then, but we can give that knowledge to somebody who's starting out. So maybe they won't have the same challenges and then they pass on the, the information to somebody next. And I think the goal of this communication is to make it easier. Yeah. And to make, well, that's one to make, make things better. One way to make it easier and better is to, learn from your own mistakes and other people's mistakes or not even mistakes just experiences could be yeah you know we talk to I people think to say and, something's a mistake except some things are a mistake but if we if we think man we did it you, you know whenever you do something right and you go oh let me tell you how i did this this was great and then you do something real we, dumb right after we so. went to the dmv <laughs> i gotta tell you i didn't go to the one downtown i went to the other one we were in and out in an hour so you tell everybody right right you think you're giving good information and that's you probably are but that's that's You're a trying. positive. You're trying. And to me, that's a perfect way to start off because it's been 10 years. Just 10 straight, nonstop, joy-filled, yeah. really joy-filled. And I'm, I'm not just being silly. That, And I think, honestly, everybody who's listening to this probably is there with me. We have our challenges, but everybody has challenges. But I can look back now at 10 years and just I'm hoping going forward be more relaxed. Yeah. Well, and it, this, this came up because the other morning I woke up at a time that long ago I would have maybe been coming home and I couldn't go back to sleep. And so when that happens, I get things done. I do my emails. I, or I, I 
all the paperwork and all that fun stuff that I can't get to during the day or that I can get to, but it's like a give and take. You, if you sit down to do the taxes, then that's eight hours that you're not doing homework or making meals or doing things that need to be done, doing things that are important, spending that quality time. So I like to do that stuff when everybody's asleep. And on this occasion, since it was Liam's birthday approaching, I decided to write after I got done with all my emails. It was like three in the morning. It was, yeah, it was three in the morning. And after I got done with all the emails uh, to Liam's IEP team, which we communicate on a weekly basis. And I have to say, just a little side note, that's been going really well this year. His, His successes in school has been amazing, but also it comes because we've been fighting for... We fought for four years to get communication with his IEP team and to get supports, and they failed him for four years. For four years, services weren't implemented. Just a disaster, which you've, if you've listened to some of the other episodes, it was just fighting the school system and just fighting to get the support. And I say fight. I don't like to say fight very often because it is supposed to be a team, but there are certain times when you dig your heels in and you say, you know, I know what, like, on the surface this may be, but this is where we're failing him. It's nothing personal. This is what we need. And they say no, or they say yes, and then they don't do it. And you just have to be on top of it. So for four years, not including... Because Liam repeated first grade. That's something yeah. to, when you're counting. Right. It was kindergarten, first, first, second, nice and third. Right. So for four years, we fought, and for the first time... Now third grade, which is a game changer as far as curriculum, he's on curriculum, but he's receiving the supports for the most part. He is due back supports because of the failed implementation of previous IEPs, but he's receiving the supports that we've been asking for every year. My fight is always, look at how well he's doing on his own with just us. What if we supported him? Where would Liam be? Because without the support, he still managed to get into where yeah he's on curriculum they can't deny that he belongs on curriculum and that was without help so we fight for four years and finally he's getting the supports and we have the communication and uh two weeks ago he got a spelling test back spelling test curriculum words although i will mention the accommodation of having a shorter list because 20 words he has 10 yeah because it's just about learning the sound patterns Mm -hmm. 100%, ladies and gentlemen, 10 out of 10 words spelled correctly. And a lot of that has to do with communication. Communication and support and support. And because we were noticing that he was getting certain things right on with spelling it handwritten and then certain on the computer. And it's like, well, he's spelling it right, but it has to do with how we're getting the information if he knows it out of him. And it was the first time that I actually said, wait, these should... If he's getting it right here, he should get credit for it, 100%. He had 8 out of 10 and, and a 9 out of 10. And a 9 out of 10, and it, he had spelled but the right. But he had spelled so, the one he missed on the 9 out of 10 correct, he had spelled it correct on the other test. So so 100. So that so that was one of the emails that I had, I had sent out I had communicating with his team. And, and you also wrote after that, that you, like you used to do. Used I to used to write, yeah, yeah you know. Nice. As a as a literature major, as a young, <laughs> with all young those journals, woman with no kids, as a, with all those journals that then I had to go back and just oh, toss. 
So after I finished doing all that, I took time to write. And what really occurred to me when I was writing is the changes that have taken place over the last 10 years. Uh, just even even the fact that I was writing, and it seems like lately whenever I write, I write or I think, gosh, I haven't written in a while. And then I got to the point the other day where I said, this is my new me time. There's no more saying, oh, I haven't written in a while. That's just my me time. This is the new schedule. This is the new time to do it. This is this is what we have now. So, hey, let's, let's just get over. I don't write as much anymore and say and enjoy when I do. And this is all something that could resonate very easily with any parent. Mm. But I think we can focus on parents with children with disabilities that maybe there is more time required. And, and, I, and I will say that it, there is some more time required, but also just the pressure of if you did take a moment to relax, somehow there's this pressure. You're failing that you're, someone. That you're failing even more, exponentially more than you are with a typical child. I mean, like, I don't feel that way as much with my daughter, who is a typical 12-year-old. And if I feel like I'm not putting as much time in her homework, for some reason I'm busy, I'm working, whatever... Maybe because it's not magnified as much. And she also uh, literally, was, but also in my mind, it's mm-hmm. it. I feel like that that is magnified more if I if I if I lose time studying or going over words with Liam. Well, I think honestly, because and this is one of the fights that I always have in in Liam's We're IEP. Using fight a lot, but I think because you said I don't always like well, use because the word I'm talking fight, about the but IEP. We, but we do. <laughs> You do have to, there's a, I didn't want to no, it's because we're, that we don't fight. Right. No, we fight. No. Well, this is, I'm talking about the IEP and I do up until this point, every IEP has been a fight. When you have to pay a lawyer to sit by your side to make sure that your son's civil rights aren't violated, that's a fight, mm-hmm. but that's a fight worth having. And, uh, you know, I choose my battles. Um, but I think, and what you're saying about with Sophia, how you can say, you know what, this is what I need to do right now. And so if I don't put the time in on the math, you know what, tomorrow night, you're going to get the time on the math or next week. Or if she fails the test, then we put the work in and we know where we have to work. Liam does not, not if we want to keep him on curriculum, not if we want to keep him on track for any kind of diploma or getting the support he needs. He does not at this point get those same rights to fail. And that is one of my other arguments in his IEP is that why does he have to get 100%? He has to do well because when I when I magnify the work that he does in the IEP, because they'll go, no, he's not reaching the goal as far as curriculum goes. This last IEP, I pulled out his homework and I said, okay, so you're saying he doesn't get composite. He's, he's failing composition, but he's actually got a... 45%. So he's not failing as in, I don't know anything. He's 45. Well, there's a 60. Well, there's a 50. So he's not not getting it. He's at the point, he's at the precipice of getting it. So what do we need to do to support so he does get it? But I have to, the amount of work that I have to do in order to get there, and I have to get there. I have to look at everything. I have to break down the grades, and I have to prove to them that I could probably pull 
five kids out of his class that are at the same place, but they're neurotypical. So they're not at risk of losing their placement in the classroom or being pulled off curriculum or any of the things that Liam is at risk for behaving or learning at the same rate. Sophia, she could get an F on a test because she didn't get to study and she can still pull that grade up to an A. She can, she's not going to get pulled out. She could fail a few tests and then, you know, at the end of the day, they're still going to pass her to the next level, the next grade level, completely on track for diploma or track to graduate from middle school, wherever she's at. Liam. He doesn't get that. Will be told, well, listen, he's just not with the kids. So let's have this alternate curriculum. Let's put him in maybe a special day class. Let's, Let's move him to these out of the classroom. A lot of different options that could happen to him that wouldn't happen to a typical child. So I think that's why you feel what you feel because yeah, you're, the, you're, you're the bit, stakes you're, are higher. Yeah, the stakes are higher. With you're, Liam, if you don't sit, a bit. if you if you miss because now he's he oh by the way that hundred percent he it was not with extra time to study it was with the class with the same four days he had the spelling words for four days mm-hmm. or five days and he still got a hundred percent. But with Liam, if you say oh I missed spelling words tonight. Now he's down to three days to get the same amount of words. And if he fails, then you look at yourself and you go, that's because I didn't do the work. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel it like I've, and I've. This wasn't always his strength. No. Spelling. I mean, this is just like Well, Sophia. he didn't have supports she, before, he, though. It was just repetition, repetition. We realized that you just do it over and over. And when you think about you're in this world of almost um, Learning can be in slow motion, but the world time still revolves the same. Mm-hmm. So you really are like on, on, you have to be on the mark. You're like, the pressure's there because the world's moving the same pace. You still have, like you said, the five days for the words or a test is coming up and something else in two weeks. Liam needs that repetition. He needs that extra time to, to get things sometimes. And that's where Sophia could cram Liam's not cramming no Liam won't cram but I will say it's also Liam never had support before Liam never had uh the communication before Liam had long they didn't put the and here's another thing about knowing to be able to know what you need to do is we didn't know to ask for a shorter spelling list that's something they should have offered years ago figure that out because it was in a comp because of the first couple tests and then they mentioned it and because they'd never mentioned it before I was uh, very skeptical and I said I I want him on curriculum and then I was informed that yeah he'll stay on curriculum it's just about learning the spelling patterns so we can just give him a few of each spelling pattern instead of so many so it's actually something that should have been implemented years ago but it wasn't so here uh, if you're just starting or wherever you are uh, in the curriculum or in the education system, I'm going to give you two accommodations that we learned this year. The shorter spelling list, the shorter list of words, shorter, fewer problems in math, even though he still does all the math problems. Yeah, but like homework math homework could math. be, you know, hey, let's right. just do five out of the ten problems. Right. And it's all the same addition, subtraction, multiplication. And, and here is a golden egg that I got, and it was handed to me this year that nobody offered up at the IEP nor in his resources calculator. It cannot be used on state testing, which I don't understand, but a calculator. Well, Liam, it makes sense that it wouldn't 
be used in the state in the state testing. But if it's me. a but if it's an accommodation, yeah, because he needs it. But anyway, we'll we'll do another whole thing on those state yeah. testing and stuff uh, once we get more information. Because but, but he can but use it in the classroom. He can use it in the classroom. So he learned addition with the number line and subtraction with the number line, and those are. But then we got to multiplication, and that's all about memorization, and that is a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge, I believe with Down syndrome is that short-term memory. So I saw somebody's child doing algebra online and I uh, messaged that mother, which I never do. I, I don't do that to strangers. But I said, listen, you have to tell me how did you get past multiplication? Because that is multiplication and division. How did you do that? And she said, calculator. And I heard voices <laughs> yeah because it's it's memor- it's just memorization right as long I as mean, he knows and there's understands a concept, the concept to understand there's a concept of you know you have four parts of four and to show that however you're going to show it four four quarters and you divide it and you have That's four sets of four yeah. quarters and you yeah. add them all up you can do that but it's the concept and then you just memorize your times tables and this allows him to, to get past that to get on to the next where he can, thing. it gives him it gives him the ability to now now apply those instead of having to learn them and apply. Now we just apply those, and it's and to be honest, who doesn't have a calculator in their phone and everybody and does. The calculator for and everything. he's gonna if you, everybody does. And even what was great for me is yes, as for his birthday, Liam he wanted his sister's two best friends to come over. That's who he wanted to come over to eat cake. But we are take he's take he wanted to go to Disneyland and go to a hotel. So that's what we're doing. But he also wanted not like a big party, but to have his sister's two best friends who he adores come over for cake and to do math. He did. Cause we were doing homework. And then he said, uh, he wanted, okay, listen, we'll have cake. And, and then, then first, and then we'll Caroline and, and then Sarah, sec- and then Caroline and Sarah can come we'll, over and we'll have help me with some math. math time. And uh, he was excited. Like this is the best themed party ever. <laughs> Yeah, so we had three little <laughs> middle schoolers Iron Man. <laughs> teaching. Let's do division. <laughs> but what struck me is those girls are in seventh grade, and they were having trouble. Yeah, they argued a little bit about some the of math. the because it, it was what, uh, what how it what it was supposed to be. Yeah, because it was a, it was a word problem. Right, and they're in and, seventh and they're grade. figuring it out while they were figuring it out. Three right. of them kind of bounced off each other no no you do it like this oh wait it means that but oh, they're wait. allowed to do that yeah they're allowed to know and that, i think that's the biggest thing is that going back to what you initially said was that pressure of finding time for me is probably one of the most selfish and hard things to carve out because the stakes are so high if i give away any of the moments that we know have been you know put aside for this is we come home we decompress for 30 minutes and then it's pretty much homework, homework and dinner till the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and if we give, and if we compromise those minutes, it's just, it's this, the day's this, short when you're trying to get to bed by eight. It's very short. <laughs> you know? And, and you know, he, Liam does about two to three hours of homework. Yeah. I mean, school's done two thirty ish or whatever, a little before two twenty three. pick Sophia up at three, get home. It's a little after about three. About four, we'd start homework. You kind of, decompress for 45 minutes and then homework and then you know dinner's all at of six, a sudden it's dinner and you know dinner takes a body to make you know that's not not a body that's sitting next to him so that right. could be an issue when one of us is working or, or that's hard know. yeah definitely um and then you serve and you and you and then clean up that's a body and so you're still trying to finish up and then start winding down and uh 
it's bedtime. So it does go quick. And so that's that's how I we got onto saying that me time is different. Right. Me time is for us. It's more family time. Or it's the these little gifts that we give each other as far as, well, I was sick last week. You sleep and get better and I'll do this. But knowing that when your partner is is making that sacrifice, I'm fully cognizant of how much more of a load like you're, you're pulling as far as to try to get, get everything done. I think uh, as a partner, I should tell you in, live, on, <laughs> live on a podcast <laughs> that I'll agree to do it too. And hopefully you will, but if I was sick or hurt my back or whatever reason, and you say, Hey, rest, because this is what's going to be best. You rest now. And then you become a hundred percent and we're back to two people to fully allow you to do it too. Like for me to actually rest is not easy. And that's no. not easy for you as well. When I yell when at I you, say, cause I'm like, you have to listen, rest. You're sick. Go, go back to bed. I'm going to take the kids to school and I'll come back. It gives you two hours of sleep. But it's not easy to to do that. It's no. not easy to go. Great, let me. I can hear some pots and pans rustling. I can hear books and bags getting packed, and you know, you kind of can hear what's going on, and you're not participating. And it can be guilt. It can yes. be so much guilt. You're trying to muster. I know. I'll yeah. sit there, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, a, my. If I'm awake, then but I, I can have tell to you, come out there I've and do it. I've told you that it's with no strings attached. I'm not doing it to to get any praise after. I'm not doing it. With, with any spite, I'm doing it. I'm doing it le- legitimately. Why? Are you doing it? When you do no, it, it's just spite like, I'm trying to throw it out there to know yeah. because these are things I think of when I, if I was laying down in bed and you were doing it, I'm guilty. I feel guilty. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I would, like, I, I'll get, I'll do one thing. Yeah. You know, no, I'll get I up, did, yeah. do one thing. No, And then you I yell at mad. me and go, get uh, yeah. back to bed. Because I'm mad because, look, I'm letting you sleep. Please sleep. Get better. Don't make me now have to do everything and plus now i'm taking care of you yeah i've told you to go to just make yourself better right right and and but i think we both and i think it's so funny because being sick just for the record is not me time no being sick (laughs) is not me time (laughs) again Um, this is how our facilities have changed but what? But I think. But it becomes where taking care of yourself in any right. way becomes me time. It's totally me time. So if you're sick and you're just. But hey, I'll walk I around need, with, a, a with a brace That's on my time. knee, and hobbling to the class to do drop uh, instead of rest your knee. Uh, push it so it's better. Yeah, whatever you did do it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if everybody does that or if you have to do it. Um, that's just how I'm programmed. That's just what I do, and it's in no way right. Not everyone and does I it. There admire, is a whole, oh. There's a whole spectrum of how couples work. Right. I mean, obviously, there's people listening to this podcast that are not a couple, and they're de- and then they're dealing with life, you know, more on, on their own. Shout out to single but, oh, single parents. I, I totally. Uh, and, I have to but tell you, as a couple, you know how couples run differently financially, sharing ch- chores. Doing, I mean. It could be totally one-sided sometimes, either way, or it could be as evenly divided as know. you can. I think that's kind of a judgment to say it's one-sided. I think it can be differently sided. I think, you know, things yes, can be split yes. up differently. If But we're only talking, we're talking about in, in-home, no, we're talking about in-home work on kids' homework, doing when lunches. But one of us is, but on so, the same note, when one of us is working, what we just talked about isn't ever an option. Right. That's not an option when one of us is working. When one of us is working, the other one does have to muster it to get out of bed. They do have to do everything. That's, 
You have to do when it one's and you working, feel it. It's you harder on the one working because as soon as they're back, they're working. They're again. working. Yeah. You're as working soon as they're back the- from their job, they're working in the house. It's not like, whoa, I know you worked. Gone well, are the days when dad comes home and sits down in his recliner <laughs> with the whiskey. Um, you're back. You just got to be back on because you're on all day. But I think yeah. that's that's part of being doing grown, you know, doing grown up stuff. That's being cool. grown ups. So back to Liam being dead. What what I thought about was, and this is encompassing everything. I think I finally just accepted this is this this is just it. It's not different or anything. This is just it. And and to instead say, you know what, I do have this little bit of window of time. I am gonna just. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make the choice to sit and write. So empowering myself that this is my choice, that I'm going to take these these moments to do something that I enjoy, which is writing. And I can and I can choose to do that. I can choose to do that instead of watching uh, while you were sleeping on Netflix when I have insomnia. I can I can make that choice. And I think that that in that point, instead of it, I I, I don't want to use not victim because I, I I'm not a not a victim of my life my life is choices all of a sudden this light went on is I'll just make a new choice instead of I can't sleep so I've done all the stuff I'm supposed to do I'll just I don't ever get to watch tv on my own anyway so I'm going to watch a movie no instead I'm going to do something else and this is my choice that I'm going to write this is this is my new me time and I think Along with that, this whole week has been this realization of my choices and the acceptance of my life the last 10 years. Liam has Down syndrome. It's only taken 10 years. (laughs) I think it's a small, and I don't mean it in like, oh, Liam has, I I think it's like, I, I don't know how everybody else works, but there's these stages of acceptance of just and different on different levels there's the the first time we heard the news is much different than you know this or I used to go to Disneyland and whenever they'd ask uh what are your limitations what are his limitations I would literally have like oh uh, what what some would consider a panic attack because I would be so upset that all the things that I strive to overcome in my life. Now, Ben from Omaha wants to know what my son's limits are. And this is something that, that is very personal. And then, and this year was the first time I could go, oh, that's not what he means. He doesn't need all that. He just needs to know. He doesn't need to know all my concerns, but it would really send me into a tizzy because. Well, yeah, and you're working on your child not having any limits. My child right? is limitless and you can't <laughs> say, you know, he's working really hard and you don't know his strengths. And my apologies to every person who ever asked me that question who received the very, ups- you know, and I would tell them every time you this needs to change because this is really hard for me. It was, that was a big challenge. Mm -hmm. And so when I say I've accepted it, it's now I can say, these are our challenges when we come here, boom, boom, boom. That's it. Completely detached from, they don't mean anything else, you know, but these are our challenges. Today, this is what we need a little help with. This whole past couple weeks have been looking at, at really being highly cognizant and aware 
of our family, our family dynamic, our son, and just his language is coming in more, the conversations I'm having with him, and just really going, this is where we are. Liam has Down syndrome, and there's no judgments or pressure to be anything else than where we are and taking the steps on our path not anybody else's path using the information that we've received and all the help and you know guidance but just like with Sophia this is our journey to stop everything being my life being under such a microscope because the only one holding the microscope is me Mm -hmm. that's all me I'm doing that and it's based upon things that happened 10 years ago. It's based upon comments made 10 years ago. Some things still persist, you know, something, but mm-hmm. like the majority of it, the impact moment was 10 years ago when I was, my life was turned upside down and all the input was negative. There was not mm-hmm. one, there was not one positive. I mean, there were relatives who emailed saying, oh, you poor thing, you don't deserve this. There was you know, doctors who said horrible things. There was, you know, accosted in grocery stores, people not wanting to see my son's picture up because it made them sad. I mean, there was so much. And in 10 years, things have changed. Mm -hmm. So I can let go of the past and re-shift my eyes in a more hopeful, accepting, this just is kind of manner. I mean, Mm -hmm. inclusion is... It's a topic. Inclusion is a thing. It's a a topic in film. Uh, The Easter Mm -hmm. Seals, we participate in the Easter Seals Disability Challenge every year. Hashtag inclusion. Yeah, it is. It's hashtag inclusion. That is a thing now. And 10 years ago, were there hashtags 10 years ago? I I always thought it was a pound sign. But what what a really great decade. Yeah, and it is such a celebration. That is my theme for this year is that just, I'm just gonna be and enjoy, enjoy the heck out of this ride because with both of our children, it's, it's so much learning and so many gifts and we're very fortunate because we laugh a lot and we play a lot and the other stuff, the gunk, we're going to work it out. We're going to work, work our way through the gunk and change the gunk. So it's not gunk, but it's a gift and you know, you never, you don't change people's opinions through hate. Love is the only thing that can do that. Mm-hmm. And so with as much empathy and kindness that we can give back to change and to say, hey, this is Liam. This is who he is. He is not a diagnosis. He is Liam. He is full of potential like every single child. He has good days and bad days. He laughs and he cries. He can get as mad as the next guy and be as empathetic as this. Although I will say that some, sometimes his empathy, and I think this is, this is the difference with Liam. Though the reason why I don't like <clears throat> it being attributed to Down syndrome is, I think we discussed this before, is that if you attribute Liam's goodness and kindness to Down syndrome, you're saying the only people that can be that good and that kind are people with that chromosome. But it's not true. Anybody can be loving. Anybody can be empathetic. He just shows what the best of humans can be. Right. And he shows us that because he doesn't have an ulterior motive. He doesn't judge your kindness. He doesn't 
want anything back from his empathy or making sure you're okay. And I think that is the difference. Mm -hmm. It's not the Down syndrome. It's pure love that says, I love you because you're a human and I'm a human. And I'm going to be kind to you because that's what I do. And if you're sad, I'm going to ask you why, because that's how we care for one another. And it's it's um, available to every living being on this earth to be that way. And to say that it's he can only only people with Down syndrome can do it is to limit the rest of us because mm-hmm. we can all give that kind of love. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that it is true when it comes to Liam is because those are the reasons that it's true is because it is pure mm-hmm. and it does come from the best. Yeah, I don't think we've said that before. We, I mean, no, we've, we've you and I have yeah. talked about it before because podcast. it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint because at yeah. some point when people are saying oh, your child's an angel, or oh, he gives the best hugs all the time. I'll be honest, I'm not always happy to hear that. And I'll tell you, sometimes I'll be like, you know, it's funny because that used to offend me, but I'm getting to, he gives pretty darn good hugs. And then one day I realized it's because he doesn't come from a place of, I want something back from you. He doesn't come from a place of superiority or Mm -hmm. judgment or any kind of anything. He just comes from a place of, there's my friend and they need a hug. I'm going to hug you. And when I see my friends, I try to do that more because it's like, there's my friend. I love you. I don't know when I get to see you again. Mm -hmm. And every moment is precious. And I think that if I can take that and put it more into my day. Yeah. And we all can. If you think my child's an angel, just know you have that same ability. We all have that same ability to love one another in that same way. And so it's been a really good 10 years to get to. It has been. To get there. And maybe uh, people listen to this. Maybe it won't take 10. No. Maybe they get to the point quicker. I I just hope it. I maybe if somebody would have put it to me that way. I think that every time someone called my son an angel, I I would have been like, hey, thanks. He's showing the best that humanity can be. Yeah. Yeah. And that really doesn't have anything to do with Down syndrome. That has to do with humanity. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I'm going to try to dig deeper to be better. Yeah, to be a better human. In 10 years, I think Liam has taught me a lot about myself and then also how to be a better human. Please follow us on Twitter at If We Knew Then Pod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at If We Knew Then Pod, or visit our website, ifwenewthen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then.